Welcome to The Denton Traveler. Don't forget to subscribe, and when you're done listening to this episode, head over to DentonTraveler.com where you can find exclusive content and follow the journeys of The Denton Traveler on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and now TikTok. Welcome back to The Denton Traveler. We're on episode 16, and we're on part six of a series called What It Takes. So on this episode, I got to speak with a midwife. And I did this for multiple reasons. One, I think it's important to know all options as far as medically for personal reasons. The other reason is I think it's important for those that are going into any field have a little bit more options and hopefully give options that might be like, oh, this might be a direction to go. So if you're in the medical field and looking and trying to decide on what direction to go, this might help you out. I hope it does. Now, of course, the other reason is personal. We actually used a midwife when we had our son. So I'm not saying that you should do this or, you know, pressuring you in any way, shape, or form, but it's something that you might want to know about. And this episode might give some, uh, give some insight on exactly how it all works a little bit at least. So anybody in Denton here will know who this is. And, of course, I'm going to let her introduce herself, but I think she's actually delivered a good part of Denton. So, without further ado, here's what it takes. Well, I'm Jean Salah Smith. I'm a certified nurse midwife and uh, the owner of Inanna Birth and Women's Care. And we've been open for, it'll be 15 years in March. I've birthed, oh, somewhere close to 2,800, maybe 3,000 babies. I don't know. So, the first question I go into talks about kind of the differences between an obstetrician, which is your normal baby doctor, uh, and a midwife. And I think it's important to understand these differences because there are some major differences in all this. Well, you know, there is difference in our education, of course. And um, for a certified nurse midwife, that means we have to start as a registered nurse and then you go on uh, to graduate or uh, for your doctoral degree in midwifery. And we take care of primarily low risk patients, but we also have the capability of taking care of some high risk patients, but we may have to collaborate with a physician uh, depending on the degree of uh, high risk status that a woman would have and obviously because we're not physicians we're also not surgeons so in the event of needing a cesarean uh, then we would that's something that we can't do i went to baylor college of medicine in houston and i trained right alongside um, the new uh, physicians or they weren't physicians but in medical school and then they went off their doctor track, and then we went down our midwifery track. So there are differences when it comes to midwifery and being a doctor. Uh, and a lot of that is mindset and how they look at a patient in a situation. So she goes into that a little bit and explains this. A midwife's mindset most of the time is more wellness-focused. And we firmly believe that this is um, just one of the normal phases and it does not need to be a medical event. Now, when you go down uh, from a physician standpoint, 
they often will have a little bit different uh, philosophy and look at pregnancy as the potential for a problem event. And I think a lot of that stems from their training. And I don't mean this disrespectful in any way. Now, of course, through all this, I've had a few people I've asked this question to, and they have a hard time pinpointing it. On the other hand, the great thing is you sometimes have that moment in your life, in your career, that you just see, this is it. This is what I want to do. I know exactly <laughs> the moment. I can remember it as clear as day. And I was in my OB rotation at Jeff Davis Hospital in Houston, and it was our last clinical day. It was a really slow day, and it's, it's kind of equivalent to Parkland, that kind of a setting, but in Houston. Our teacher said, well, we're just going to go home early today with this being the last day of clinical. I was walking down towards the locker room to go change my clothes. I hear a call from one of the rooms and says, help, I need help. Um, I got heart tones down. I knew enough to know that that wasn't good. And so I went into the room to see what I could do, to, you know, to help. There was this woman just screaming her brains out. And uh, there was who I thought was an RN with her, but it turned out it was a medical assistant. I could hear that the baby's heart rate was really low and something just told me, lift up the sheet. And I did, and there was a baby coming and I delivered my first ever baby with my bare hands. And I saw my two teachers standing at the door and they were just watching what I was doing. And I delivered that baby and I knew from that moment on that's what I'm supposed to do in my life. One thing I loved about her story and her interview was her tenacity and in her past, what she's been through. But also she notes that it needs to be sparked by somebody, a mentor or even a teacher. I was a high school dropout and made terrible grades. And I had a great teacher when I was taking anatomy and physiology at San Antonio Junior College. And she told told us on the first day of class that this was a flunk out class and there were 60 students. She says, but never fear. I'm going to teach you everything that you need to know. All you have to do is go home and memorize it. And so she taught me how to study. And uh, at the end of the semester, um, there was only 16 of us in the class left. And I was one of four that made an A in the class. And so she really set the bar really high and um, and it was from that 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 is the reason that uh, as far as uh, what we do at Anana is we educate lots of other midwives or nurse practitioners and um, my teacher's name was Miss Williams and she uh, just she changed my life and so that's one of the things that I have always set forth to do is to be another Miss Williams so that we can educate our future. So one of the other things she goes into is some of the things that she feels as a well-rounded medical professional that you would need to know. They do not teach you business in midwifery school or for that matter, 
um, most of your professional schools. They taught, they teach you the clinical stuff. They don't teach you the business step. So you learn by the school of hard knocks. So that that's the one thing that is difficult. If you are thinking about doing this as a career, there are some things that you'll want to take into account. She goes into a few of those. One of those is something that's very, very precious to me. Uh, if you treasure sleep, don't become a midwife. <laughs> if you think that I have to have X number of hours of sleep a night in order to survive, then you don't want to be a midwife because you can't do, you know, midwifery the way that we do it at Anana and get your full eight hours of sleep every night. So with that being said, of course, you have the one side of the coin that you see all the like, here's everything I'm losing. But there's so much more that you see. And there's those moments that you find out why you're doing what you're doing. Seeing the strength of a woman, what she can do, uh, that she can surpass her own expectations it's the most powerful experience. And as much as I love seeing the babies, the thing I love the most is seeing a woman turn into a warrior. And that's what you kind of have to be in order to have a baby. I often will, you know, pre-COVID, I would go over and give the woman a gentle kiss on her forehead and hug her, tell her how proud I was of all the work that she did, and I would call her a birth warrior. It's just um, an incredible thing. And then to see a, a mom say, I can't believe I did it. I really did it. That's what keeps me going. Now, of course, with every career, there's going to be that one piece of information. And I think with every interview I've done, there's that one piece of information that I can take out and use anywhere across the board with whatever you do? You have to decide what your priorities are. And if making a lot of money is your top priority, then this is probably not the path for you. But that could be said of nurses in general. I, I say you've got to go after your passion because if you do what you love to do, I know everybody's heard it, then you'll never work a day in your life. And that is so, so true when you get that call at two o'clock in the morning, but saying, but I'm so tired. You have to decide what is it that is your top priority. And if that priority is in service to others, then it's a no brainer. You get up and you put your clothes on and you go to work and you help create joy for that family. And of course, that's a great piece of advice to end on. And I think it's important to know like your passion. What are you passionate about? I think hopefully this has shown you some things as far as uh, you know the passion of what you do is going to make your career. Of course, I think that's a great uh, piece of advice to end on. But before we go, here are the five questions. The first question I have is, who introduced nurse midwifery to the U.S.? I think it's Mary Breckenridge. See, I didn't even need to go through the... I didn't even need to hit that. I thought, you know what? I'm definitely going to, she's going to know that. I didn't have to go through the uh, options. So who was the first African-American nurse? 
Oh gosh, I am sorry. I was, don't know the answer to that. Was it? I'll, I'll give you the. Okay. I'll give you some uh, options here. Was it Florence Guinness Blake, Virginia Avenel Henderson, or Mary Eliza Mahoney? I have no idea. I did not even. I've never heard of that statistics. That is awesome, Charles. I'm glad that you asked me that. So now, will you tell me the answer? So it's <laughs> actually Mary Eliza Mahoney was the okay. African American nurse, official nurse. So there you go. Who currently leads the Push Initiative, which is supports the right of women to choose when and where they'll have their babies oh i i i can see it but i can't is it sophie mannerheim edith cavill or uh, janine printance printance i i don't know janine printance so okay there's a there's definitely a name that you will okay. need to know uh, I, I have heard about it. I just never associated a name with it. All right. A little bit of history here. Which U.S. president's wife was a nurse? And actually was a nurse during their time in, his time in office as well. Was it oh. Washington? George Washington, our first one. Uh, president John Adams. Or was it President Abraham Lincoln? I don't know. I'm going to guess Lincoln. You are correct. It was Miss Lincoln that was the um, was a nurse and actually did do some nursing during the Civil War. So cool. There you go. Well, uh, John Quincy Adams is one of my great 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 grandfathers. So I knew it wasn't that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't him. And then, of course, the last question, a little bit of movie history, a, a little bit of movie questions here. What was the name of the nurse in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Nurse Ratchet. Uh, <laughs> so I got a little bit of, I, I definitely wanted that one just because I'm a big movie buff. So I was like, I got to ask that question. So, hey, you know what, though? You didn't do too bad. You got, what, three out of the three out of the five? That's not too bad. So... Hey, travelers, thanks for joining us. Come back next time to listen to more of the journey here on the Denton Traveler. Don't forget to subscribe and find us on Facebook and Instagram at Denton Traveler.